0: Lifetime Hearing Services, the premier hearing healthcare facility of the PD, is so very pleased to sponsor this next conversation with Nicole, my good friend. Sit back and enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to
1: Conversations with Nicole. Take the trip, buy the shoes, eat the cake. That's how Sissy Carol believes all of us need to live our lives. She and her husband, Jason Carol are the founders of the Take the Trip Foundation. I'm delighted to have them as my guest today and for them to share their story with me. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're with me. Thank you for having us.
2: Absolutely. We're, we're humbled that you took an interest in the story and we're excited to tell everyone more about it.
1: Absolutely. So let's tell folks about the Take the Trip Foundation and how it evolved.
2: Yeah, so I mean, we travel has always been so important to our family due to Sissy's love for it. And we always took trips once every 6 months and we realized it was a chance for us to disconnect, escape the realities we had back at home and really just be ourselves. And when she got her prognosis about what, middle of February, Mm -hmm. an angel from her past came about and said, I want to send you and your family on a trip and I'll pay for the flight and I'll pay for the hotel. And then the network of friends around him started to go forward and and raise money so that we could have, I think they gave us $1,000 to spend on food and everything else. So I remember the night right after that, Jackson and I were in bed and we were going through our nightly routine of debriefing and saying prayers. And if we've all debriefed with a seven or eight year old, we know that it includes a lot of uh, tall tales sometimes. But in that process, we talked about how dad has gotten through the tough times in life. And that's been by praying for opportunities to bless others and do good for others and and spread that joy. And that by doing so, in return, we get the happiness that we need to get through the tough times. Mm -hmm. And we just, we prayed that night for an opportunity for a family in the future to pay it forward to. And I think sometimes God seems to have a twisted, but interesting sense of humor, because the next day someone said, would you like to start a foundation? And Sissy said, yes. (laughs) One of her biggest fears, and one of the biggest fears that you might see from a young Patient or any patient that has a family is, are they going to move on and forget about me? Are my friends going to forget about me? How are they going to be doing? That that's a real life fear for a person in her situation, and oftentimes separate from what the fears and anxieties might be for someone like myself as a caregiver. But I said, yes, I of course, as if I don't have enough irons in the fire. And projects that I have my hands on, which I love projects. I love them. She'll tell you that. So I said, let's do it. And I may have taken things to extremes. She might have been (laughs) talking about her friends and family and network, not forgetting her, but I wanted the world to know about the strong woman that she was. Right. We talked about her motto of take the trip, eat the cake, buy the shoes. I love it. And I said, why don't we just call it take the trip and send. Other families similar to ours on a vacation where they can make memories and we'll cover the expenses and that's really how it all came to life at that moment and i've been I've been working to push it forward, and she's involved you know just to a certain extent with things that are not going to be overwhelming to her, but it's been a great opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves as well as the needs of others out there
1: I think that's wonderful, so. To let folks know a little bit more about your diagnosis, Sissy, Sure. you were diagnosed with cancer in 2015. So talk about your journey, your health, and also you mentioned Precious Jackson, that is your son that you're speaking of. So talk about your journey and what happened with your health and your cancer diagnosis.
3: So we have our wonderful just turned eight-year-old named Jackson Carroll. And he is just the light of our life. And when I was diagnosed, well, it was four months after I gave birth to Jackson, I was diagnosed with mm-hmm. lung, stage four lung cancer and with METS to the brain. So I have, um, at that point, I had about seven brain tumors. Over the next eight years, it went up to innumerable, meaning they're not counting over 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Within these last last few months, in February, my my oncologist unfortunately just kind of threw up his hands and said, "There's nothing else I can do for you. Like nothing's working, nothing's passing the brain barrier." But it was just that's amazing to me because I felt so good most of the time. We're just we're just taking the trips and doing the things and trying not to get overwhelmed and. We keep a great relationship with our son. We're very open. We're very honest. He understands what's going on. And I appreciate that. I tell you what, Jason has been a godsend. You know, somebody could have left eight years ago and they're like, oh, this is too much to deal with. But he didn't. Like, he's been here the whole time. And he's going to be raising Jackson by himself, which is a scary, daunting thing. Um.
1: But you can see was- each other to for that support mm-hmm. during this time. And I think that is probably a powerful message from a couple to other couples that they see um, the love that you have for each other, the sp- support that you have for each other. You are an inspiration to other couples that are going through what you're going through. And I think it's beautiful that you're sharing that with others. You're making a difference.
2: Well, I feel like it's been a for so long. There's a lot of people that avoid. They they might put out the negative on in social media about what's going on, and a lot of times there's someone might be blaming God. Or they might be blaming other things, and it's hard for them to accept. And Sissy's always just want to put the good out there because, she, really, truthfully, it's not that she's going to lie about her current condition, but she doesn't want to upset those that love her. And then she also doesn't want them rushing to the house to come out of the woodworks when you say, I'm going to be dying. And that's that's happened a lot. But we, we appreciate all the support. But in our situation, we just we've always accepted it. We we're at peace.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's, it doesn't make it. It's, it's not going to make the heartbreak any less when she's gone. But we've always, for Jackson, it's always been important to, to talk about feelings, and especially the last four months. He's been very involved in, in, with his therapist. this is his best friend. Outside of, of us, that's the only person he talks to. And it wasn't until recently that he was comfortable talking with mom because our, our kids are holding so much inside of them. And we've realized that. The repercussions of a child not talking about their feelings is just is kind of opposite of someone who is an adult that doesn't talk about them. adults. We build things up and we blow up. But with children, they build these things up because they can't identify what feelings are. The frontal lobe is not is not processed and developed yet. So we always remember Jackson and Sissy being like, why is it that he is so good with you? But the second that I come into the room, he's all over the place. And I've heard other 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 wives. You know, they say the same. Why is why are they better with that? There's that that bond, that nurturing part, or something that's a connection between a child and their mother. Right. And it's not until recently that I've grown to understand what is triggering that behavior. It's big feelings, and so I know when he has feelings. And originally, he was tired of he was afraid of talking about his feelings, and now. The three of us are are so connected that we it's, it's a safe space and we talk about what's upsetting us and I think that's what we I hope and uh, that we have, as a foundation can get others more comfortable talking about this because being a caregiver being a cancer patient they're they're sometimes separate and different fears but we all to an extent feel lonely. If, if you don't, if you're a cancer patient, you don't know other young cancer patients that's lonely. For a caregiver, a lot of times the focus can be on the, the cancer patient, and, and you do everything to allow them to have the best lives possible. But sometimes it can get lonely for us as well. And there's a lot of times limited resources out there. So we hope that by showing the world how we've handled this and how we've been able to take difficult situations and challenge the positivity for how we can help others. Hopefully, we can inspire others to start to be more open, talk about, it, and understand that they're not alone. And I hope that in the future, we're to a place where no young patient or caregiver feels like they're alone, because we plan to grow as large as as uh, you know as we possibly can. Leslie
0: Kirby, that's me and Nicole. Go way back over thirty years. I was just beginning my career as an audiologist and Nicole was a new news reporter way before she became a beloved news anchor. She has always professionally supported my hearing healthcare practice and I am so very excited to be her first ever Conversations with Nicole sponsor. You know, that's what we should all do, support one another. And that's just what my lifetime hearing team does with all of our patients. We make lives better and easier with communication so that people can love life, enjoy the grandchildren, enjoy church, enjoy TV, and hear the I love you's that mean so much. Offering the best in Beltone hearing aid technology, as well as providing cochlear implant solutions, we have become known as the PD's premier hearing healthcare facility with having evaluated more than 52,000 ears to date. With national award-winning services, call us for your on-time appointment.
1: that's what i hear you saying you're not alone and in addition to allowing these families to take the trip you're you're doing more for them you are giving them comfort you're providing resources for the caregiver for the patient for the children, a, a safe place for them to come together and realize you aren't alone. And while it's difficult, you don't have to go through it alone, and you can do it. There's really a leaning into each other through the foundation. It sounds like that's really taking it to another level. When you feel that support, it really helps you get through these situations. I would assume that sounds like your goal.
2: Absolutely. No, it's um, you know we started as a just take the trip and we could think we talk about that angel it's actually a uh, Myrtle Beach lo- uh, a local named Travis Ryan um, he's uh, thinking uh, life insurance and investments and so forth but he's the one that saw that and said I want to do something for them and he had no idea what he was what he was sparking imagine if we went out of our ways to do nice things for individuals but maybe what we can inspire but a lot of times, We're a lot of people, majority of people would say that when they see someone who is impacted by cancer, they don't know what to say or what to do. And that's where we come in as a vehicle for people to be able to do something. But we started by sitting on the trip and we started learning from the patients and realizing there's a lot of similarities to what we go through. And so, yeah, hopefully we can create in the future a community so they can support those individuals. But as we go along and we serve more patients, is when we're truly going to understand what the needs are for them so we're going to evolve in the future to a larger network of resources Mm -hmm. if i could say this we talk about the different things that we go through when she was first diagnosed it was the first thing that came out of her mouth when she was in tears was what about my boys i'm scared about my boys that was her concern and my concerns were also became how am i gonna am am i not going to pay the bills on time am i going to get the IRS coming after me. What do I, what do I buy for school clothes for for Jackson when it's time to start back to school? What if I don't do things the right way that Mom would do it? So those are those are different concerns that we deal with. But yeah, hopefully we can bring more awareness to that so that people understand that even after it's, it's done with and leading up to it and beyond that, that there's a large network within Take the Trip Foundation as well as the foundations and communities we're building around them, that everybody both can have peace, that they're taken care of, and in return, they're able to live more in the present instead of being fearful about the future.
1: Yeah, Susie, I'd like to know from you: Where do you draw your inspiration <laughs> from? Where do you get your um, your strength? Some, I, I I feel like I'm. You have peace in your heart with the situation that you're yeah, in? Yeah, absolutely. Talk a little bit about that for me. Um,
3: I have had this diagnosis for eight years, but it, was, it wasn't until February until it's like slapped in the face. You're Girl, you better make some moves because <laughs> you don't have forever anymore. So while I appreciate, I am so appreciative of that time, I'm able to gather the things that I want to have for Jack and Jason and and organize and get the bills and get the, uh, get the things ready for school for next year. So that has been um, on the forefront of my mind. And it's just been, it it, it takes away a lot of the stresses because I know that I'm healthy. Now, am I afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Um, I think in within the last year, that I've really found my peace and I've done all I can do and these guys are on the best track. They are really working their butts off and he has a new family coming out and it's really a blessing to have them on the vacation. It's just to know that there's some sort of legacy and some some sort of semblance of of my life matters.
1: It's everything. And I hope that it continues. Yeah. You are such an inspiration to you're you're paying it forward and you are giving others hope that may not have it. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your spirit. Absolutely. It's not, it's not a lot of people could do what you're doing. You are a, a beautiful soul, and the world is a better place because you've been in it. And and I'm just honored. To have this opportunity today to meet you and to speak with you and to and to share your story. So um thank and
3: you. To close thank this out, I'd like to say always, always buy the shoes, always take the trip, and always, always eat the cake. I think I was delivered 26 cakes for my birthday a few days ago. Um, so anyway, uh and I think I may have stolen that phrase from eat pray love or something. I don't even know. Full
2: we'll disclosure, can have it.
3: You can have it. We'll give it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um Yeah, I was just gonna tell everybody to live. Live like you don't have an expiration date. Live every single day. It's like you're living through me. Like it's yeah. You don't know? Because you don't.
2: But at the same time there are individuals, and you don't necessarily have to be going on a fancy, luxurious trip. I mean, just the smallest things. You talk to some people who have lost family members, and it might be a guy broke down in tears with me and said, I lost my father at an early age. If I could just go to a Georgia football game in town today, I would get my right arm. So sometimes the smaller things like that, that, you know, it doesn't have to be extravagant, but for the families that we support, for them, so they can have that the, her her wishes of of her motto, then you know, we're here to to help connect these families with the resources they need to have that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I want to thank you both for your time. You are a beautiful couple and yeah. God bless you and all that you're doing. What is the best way for folks to learn about your foundation?
2: So the best way is to go to take the trip.org. And you can hear more about our family, the mission, our vision. Um, If you're led to donate, um, you're able to do it that way. But there's also a great piece on there that actually shows Sissy's story that's very impactful. And it might bring you to tears a little bit, but it is a good way of understanding. She filmed it when this first came into existence about four months ago before her memory started to slip and and, and and get away from her, but that was the the realest version of her I've ever seen in my life. I was so proud of her.
1: Uh, you, you guys, well, are I guess amazing. I, I'm. You brought me to tears in this interview, and um, you've you've made me think a lot more about my own life and how I need to do better. And I think that's something that we all need to be aware of. Is Life is short. We don't ever know what we will be dealt and how do we want to um, what do we want our legacy to be and how do we want to leave this world? And and how do we want to be better people to others while we're here? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And you're doing that right now. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't do it without him. Well, you just keep leaning into each other. And thank you so much again for your time. And um Folks, go check out their foundation. See how you can help out. It, um, it would be time well spent. Thank you both. And that will do it for this edition of Conversations with Nicole. Until I see you again, I hope you have a great day.
0: This segment of Conversations by Nicole is sponsored by Lifetime Hearing Services with three locations in Florence, Hartsville, and Camden. Visit us on Facebook and at lifetimehearingservices.com. Until next time, be well, stay grateful, and be blessed.